0: You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 546 for Monday, April 6th, 2015. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona for getting a brand-new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio. We are here talking about Mini Cooper's on a Monday night, because that's what we like to do. Uh, joining us this week, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson from motoringstripes.com. Todd, say hi. Freshly back from Philly. Freshly back from Philly. Very exciting stuff. Uh, the good reverend, head mechanic, Mr. Chad Miller from dot Detroit com is here. Chad? Hello, everybody. He's here for a little while. He might be interrupted by a Canadian visitor later. We're not sure yet. And, of course, uh, Alex is with us as well. Alex, say hi. Hi. Freshly back from uh, Philly as well. <laughs> Every time you say hi, I always think it's like Peter Brady going through. <laughs> again.
1: Yeah, I know it sounds so weird. Every time I say it, as well, I'm like, "No, GB gonna say something again." <laughs> That's for sure. It all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Todd and Alex uh, back from Philly. They were. Uh, they were. Todd was out doing some really nice graphic stripes and graphics and roof graphics. The one I like the best, if I can say, is the stained glass sunroof cover for Mike and Mike. Dude, that was hot. Yeah. Did the color like shine through under the inside of the car?
2: Yeah, it, in the really bright sunlight, you could see because the adhesive on the back's kind of gray, but you mm-hmm. could see the pattern. It wasn't as as like stained glass as you might think. Okay, okay. But it was still pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so Todd did a stained glass roof graphic, a sunroof graphic on a car. Looked hot. He did like a whole like a big plaid roof. I think he There yeah. are like 3 of those plaid roofs in Philly already? No, <laughs> no, that's the only one. <laughs> oh okay. Anyway, big plaid roof. Alex was there. Alex apparently selling white roof radio like there's no tomorrow. Thank you, sir. And <laughs> yeah, Alex I mean,
1: uh, out in, uh, properly indoctrinated
0: into the Philly Mini Club.
1: Yes, I think it's uh, probably the best mini club on the planet. I do. I have no other comparison, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> 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 so until he finds something better,
2: yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Alex
1: knows of one of the Woman's
0: Club, and as far as he knows, it's the best one on the planet. And that, of course, for <laughs> yeah. Philly Mini. If you guys are in Philadelphia or South Jersey and you're looking for a mini club, that's the one you're going to join. I think it's the only one you're in town. Um, and they're a great group. There's always got great drives going on, uh, the big yearly uh, annual membership meeting. Um, they've got ends with all the dealers in the in their area. Um, it ends with Helix because you know our good friend uh, the Mohawk one, Mike Marzo. So that's the club you want to join if you're on the East Coast. Honestly, just just go PhillyMini.org. Just take care of it.
3: And i'm th- sure the uh the sin city mini club is like you know what just wait till vegas really just wait till vegas <laughs> but,
0: uh, right the, now. yes the, nobody in philly is going to join the vegas club but if you're on the east coast you should join nope. philly and and really quick uh, i want to i also want to put another shout out to our good friends at philly mini uh, for making sure our boys uh todd and alex did not go to jail
2: <laughs> yes we did very good they uh they took us Again. to dinner in the okay. same parking lot as the hotel well, that was convenient
0: Ah, nice. nice. Last, <laughs> last time I was in Philly was when our boy Ryan was still
2: living in Philly. And and we Yeah. Oh, we closed a, a handful of establishments downtown. We closed
0: like all the bars downtown Philly that night. <laughs> and we got yelled at when we got home because apparently we drove through the wrong part of town. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was not good. Because <clears throat> there's no there was no thing on the Google on the on the Garmin GPS that said avoid bad parts of town. Isn't
2: there, don't you think there'd be a market for for that on your GPS and, and uh, your navigation system? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. it's areas color coded. Here's like a green, a yellow, and a red area. And the red area in town is like, do not go here no matter what. <laughs> and the yellow is like, you can go here during the day and maybe the first part of the evening, but stay out of here at night. And right. the green is anytime, day or night, you're fine.
0: You're you're totally safe, right? There should that should totally be an option on Garmin's, yeah. That's even on Google Maps or Apple Maps, yeah, or even Alex's Ways program. Granted, no <laughs> no uh, convention
2: visitor bureau in any city in the country would want that to happen, but I think it would be a marketable
0: item. I, I agree. If they can tell me to, if they can guide me around dirt roads, they should be able to guide me around areas of town where I shouldn't be. Yes, just saying, just saying. Um, Board, I can talk about navigation tonight. No, sir. No, sir, Rebob, We are not. We are, however, going to do some news from motoringfile.com. We've got a lot of great news. And then anything else that happens to come up, we're going to talk about all of that. Before we get started, I want to do uh, remind you guys about a couple of sponsors here underneath the White Roof. First of all, being uh, one of our newest White Roof Radio listener sponsors, our good man Jack Stevens out there in Brookline, Massachusetts, kicking in money for us. Super duper awesome. Jack, really appreciate it. You guys can do that, too, if you want. All you have to do is click over to patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio, um, and you can do what you like to support the show which is super awesome we really like that meanwhile back at the ranch i want to remind you guys about our friends over at outmotoring.com outmotoring motoring.com the mini cooper parts super store this is the place i don't care which Mini you've got you could have first gen uh, r50 2002 r50 all the way up to the latest greatest f56 if you've got a mini there's something for you at outmotoring.com go fast parts Cool-looking parts on the outside, cool-looking parts for the inside, car care products, tools, trailering gear, uh, uh, personal accessories, hats, shirts, shoes, watches, all of that stuff. <clears throat> anything that you need for your car, really anything that you need for your mini, can be found over at OutMotoring.com. When you get there, I want to make sure that you click on the little Contact Us link at the bottom of the page. Uh, that will let you sign up for their email newsletter, and what's really handy about that? Is you, once a month, will get your own 5% discount code. So every time you go to outmotoring.com, you save 5% because you have your own code, which is super awesome. And Mini Cooper event season's coming up. You want to do something to trick out your car, make it a little bit more u before Anviv, before the Dragon, before Minis on the Mac, before, 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 before Minis in the Mountains, before any of these events. <clears throat> get over to outmotoring.com, take care of that, make it happen. And when you do place an order, there's a comment field there on the order form. It's really nice if you could say, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. That, of course, our friends over at outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and union jack key ring plus valve stem kit. That's outmotoring.com. It's little stickers that you put on your top of your valve stems and on your key ring. It's pretty cool. You should go check it out, outmotoring.com. <clears throat> anyway. Maestro, if you please. Boom. <sighs> Speaking of I minis mean, on the Mac, I think we talked about this a little bit last time we met, um, but that event is actually happening, and that's going to be happening uh, this year on, I want to say it's even August 1st. Yes. Right? Yes, it's happening August 1st in uh, Michigan, just like they did it two years ago. What we're trying to do is um, attempt to beat the record for the longest parade of Mini Coopers in one location. They came really close last time they did this. This time, I think we're actually going to get even closer. So all the information is available at minionthemac.com. Click over there, and there's all the information about that event. Uh, if you want to get really nerdy, search um, Mackinac Bridge on the Internet, and you can find out its length, its height, how much it weighs, how much weight it can support, the, the size of the spans, the height the color of the paint <laughs> it's, it's amazing it really is there's like all the nerd stuff you can pull it up on Wikipedia there's an amazing amount of nerd stuff about the Mackinac Bridge just saying have you guys so read got a, have you guys read a question wait, a page about the bridge no why not
3: nerds
1: it's a big <laughs> bridge <laughs> Alex <clears throat> so the question is um, is there will, will there be someone from the Guinness record actually counting the cars I believe so. There was somebody there two years ago. Yes. I, I don't know if it's,
3: it's actually somebody from Guinness because they actually have loosened restrictions just a little bit. As long as there's multiple people there and you file that this actually happened and there's a news organization there, they don't actually have to have a somebody from Guinness there unless it's one of those things like I just ate 9,000 hot dogs.
2: <laughs> Put so me in some Guinness. Of, uh,
3: some of the easy records are like, okay, this really is yeah, you know, everyone no one disputes it, you know, that type of thing. But those things that like get broken all the time, yes, there actually has to be a Guinness representative there. Got okay. It. So,
0: okay. again, I want you guys to click over to Mini. It's Mini, M-I-N-I, Mini on the Mac.com. There's links over at MotoryFile. I'll make sure it gets linked up at White Roof Radio as well. MiniOnTheMac.com to get more information. The, uh, for those of you who are wondering, the current record is 1,450 Minis in a Parade. And that was first in 2009 by the London and Surrey Mini Owners Club, um, which filled the historic two-mile auto racing circuit around Crystal Palace Park in and the U.K. That was right after... Right um, after Mini United. Uh, what That is, yeah. Right? So that's a lot of minis. So we need to have uh, 1,451 head out to Michigan on August 1st, which, as it turns out, is also Warrior Radio's 10th anniversary. So we mm-hmm. will some way some some way some shape some form it's going to be an amazing event hope to see you guys there
3: nice i i can tell you as kind of a bit of an insider on some of the information on this event is everybody here is trying to do everything that they can to be there so people that did not go last year and we were you know halfway there i mean 850 some cars which is impressive. um which is you know really good going to break the record this year so you definitely want to be part of it um people that are in the area here that have three cars are, are finding drivers to b- bring their cars up for the weekend uh, be like you know, okay we can only drive one but you want to drive my other one because i'll i'll make it so you can go and i know people coming from kentucky dc you know all over the the midwest and east coast here right now so uh you definitely want to be part of this it's going to be cool
1: I, I agree and also um, I've, I'm trying to also to make it there uh, we I think there is some talks with uh, Mini USA to uh, you know have us you know Wide Radio slash monitoring file uh, attend the event uh, so cool. I'll keep you posted when I when I know more about it but I would definitely love to be there you know to be part of the record would be amazing
0: Right. So, well, since we haven't done a show in a couple weeks, one thing that we did miss getting to talk about uh, is our good pal Jeremy Clarkson. He got sacked because he punched a producer. Oops.
3: <laughs> if I had a dollar for every producer I punched,
0: right? I would be a. I don't even think I'd have a dollar. Um, a lot of people were really upset. I mean, honestly, he he punched his boss. I mean, come on. Yeah. I wonder if you could punch somebody that you work with and, and still have a job tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, It's sad that Top Gear in its old shape and form is no longer going to happen, I I think. Um, but I'm fairly certain that since Hammond and uh, Captain Slow decided to also not renew their contracts, that the three of them are going to do something else once they finish their live tour this year, which is still happening. They're just calling it the Richard Hammond, James May, Jeremy Clarkson world
1: tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is kind <clears> of <throat> ridiculous yeah
0: which is kind of ridiculous but they have to they have, the show must go on as it were so um, mm-hmm. I think and I think there's a lot of people that agree with me on this one is I think it would be really epic if Netgear Net, if Netflix, Netflix were to roll in and say hey Jeremy why don't you and the boys come over here and let's make a show on Netflix
1: yeah I'm, instead of relaunching Full House just do Top Gear just, <laughs> <laughs> seriously
0: yeah and don't punch anybody yeah,
1: although all bets so are I'm, off
2: when you're on Netflix, they should uh, you know be on like Netflix or HBO or something where it's just like they could curse and
0: do anything they want. You remember a couple seasons back when Jeremy would say, "Oh, I was looking on, I was looking at pictures on the internet, and I found this right, and you couldn't, and we never knew what they were because it was probably porn or who knows what." He'd be able to actually show those if that was a show on Netflix or HBO, right? Right. Oh, yeah.
2: But like you said, DB, early in the year, um, you were like, you know what? It's not really that good this year. And I was kind of at the same opinion. I, I was one of the few people who was like, you know what? It's fine. It's time to go. It's time to be done. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, I'll miss the
0: show. The first but, three were okay. But, I mean, they were overproduced, overscripted. Yeah. It wasn't as... It's getting stale. I don't know about Stale I think it was, it was too forced they're doing the same things over and over again it was like oh, yeah, but, but that's what they do and they're really good at it. when they got overly produced and too scripted then it's just like well now it's boring and I mean man, who cares
1: and I think in some ways you could also you could also see from themselves that they were kind of getting tired of it in some ways I don't know this is the, the way I felt it for the past couple seasons it was really like like we're doing a job instead of Having fun doing something that we love and um, right. and I think this you're right uh, Todd uh, I think that this break is gonna do them like lots of good uh give them some energy and also uh you know uh, come back with with new stuff that you know everybody's gonna like yep there you go maybe they consider talk about Lego mm
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm ah, whichever uh moving on. Uh, one more event note and that would be Mini on Top registration for Mini on Top is open it's probably already full by now it was a couple weeks ago that's a big event where they drive to the top of what Mount Everest something <laughs>
3: uh, uh, it starts with an E, but it's not Everest I think Mount it's Evans. Evans isn't it Mount Evans yeah yes so, I think it's Evans there's
0: a really yes. great video over at motoringfile.com from the last event and if you're one on the east coast and if you can you know get in on that it's supposed to be a great it's supposed to be a great time I I've know. never been always wanted to go yeah, you know who used to go to that event all the time was our, our man, uh, Jim McDowell. Yeah. He used to go to that event all the time. Well, and he the said it like in his backyard.
2: Well, yeah, he said it was also at a good time. There wasn't anything. It's not competing with a lot of other stuff. Right,
0: right. So that's another one of the fine Mini Cooper events happening this year. Go and get some information about that. Yes. Um, we have exclusive details from Mini USA's annual sales meeting.
1: Yeah. Somebody yes. Go. Yeah. So um, um So so what we talked talk, about during talk the, about the meeting.
0: Dark auto show, snafu thing
1: already. Did yeah. We? No. So what we talked about in, on that post is uh, some of the things that were said during the annual sales meeting. Right. So every year, uh, Mini USA arranges uh, a sales meeting for dealership owners and managers. To have a review of the previous year and have a, also um, um, discuss about what's going to happen in in the current year. So for this year was like 2015, right? And they talked about many things. Obviously, um, the 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 fact that Mini USA, why they pulled out of the New York Auto Show, um, the the upcoming Clubman at the end of the year, uh, some of the marketing tactics that you know marketing campaigns that are going to go out uh, later in the year and also uh, some of the changes that the brand is trying to make to uh, um, be more upscale in some ways right? and so some of the information we reported on on Motoring File was kind of inaccurate it's uh, for two things the first one was about the the convertible so one of our very early sources told us that the convertible would be uh, at the New York Auto Show but then Mini decided to pull out and so we were like well it's actually maybe a a good thing, and they were not really, maybe, totally confident about releasing the the convertible in the uh, during the New York Auto Show because there are already so many cars coming out this year, so many mini new models, new mini models coming out this year. Turns out the convertible was never supposed to come out this year, and we actually should have checked that information twice because if you look at the life cycle of the uh, R57. Uh, It's in its six years right now. And BMW, you know, um, model, you know, uh, life cycle is always seven years. So we got confirmation that the convertible will be released next year. And then the second thing that we we probably need to adjust also in that post is the reason why um, uh, the um, NYC Auto Show organizers decided to put Mini on the on the outskirt of the uh, main hall, if you will. It's not because of a market share uh, reason. It's because of a of a of the, the way Mini is being perceived by the organizers of the show as a mass market brand as opposed to a luxury brand. So luxury brands are more at the center of the hall and the mass market ones like Hyundai and, and Kia and so forth on the on the side. And so uh, that's the, the two things we wanted to correct over there. Uh, but I think Todd also can talk about the upscale stuff and uh, and some of the marketing that is coming down. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we and, and we talked about this a
2: couple of weeks ago too. Because, like I said, we have a, a lot of people at, at dealers across the country, and we've been given word that they're going to start going a little more upscale in the show, like the the salespeople, the motoring advisors. No more jeans and T-shirts, if you will, and and ultra casual. It's going to get, and we're not talking suit and ties, but. Um, it's just gonna and go up, which kind of segues on to another story on motoring file, but anyway, we talked about that what two weeks ago to see, and I think somebody confirmed that that i don't know if it was mentioned at that at that meeting or not, but we do have like multiple multiple people telling us this from different parts of the country, and I think it's pretty
1: accurate so yeah and uh and then the last thing I think was the the all of those people, I like, get a chance to see the uh, the Clubman. So the Clubman is on newest side right now. The new the new upcoming Clubman, and uh, and it was in an electric blue Clubman uh, S. And the uh, the word that we got it was th- that the car obviously looks as nice as what was shown in Geneva about a year ago. And uh, the interior is really roomy, uh, and it's a bit different. It's 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 of high. It, it's of higher, a bit of higher quality than what's found in the F56 and F55. The layout is a bit different, but it's the, definitely the roominess of the car that you know impresses most uh, in, inside and outside. And we did confirm that this car is bigger than
2: the, the Countryman. I, I, I think this is accurate. I still haven't verified this uh, 100%, but we were told that it was 5.7 inches longer and 3 inches mm. wider.
0: That's huge. That's huge bigger than the Countryman.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty insane, and I don't know how much bigger that is than the hardtop. It's like
0: a proper wagon.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know what?
0: The wagon is coming back.
2: Yeah. We were having the discussion in Philly with some people about how motoring enthusiasts, if you will, and, and motoring journalists, like automotive journalists, love wagons. Everybody loves wagons. Who did we have on the show a couple of weeks ago? Um, uh, the guys sure. from... Yeah, L. Patrick, he did, when, and uh, the the guys from Motor Trend were, is that right? Sean and Charlie, yeah. yeah. Sean and Charlie, yeah. we were talking about wagons a little bit, and everybody loves wagons, and I think this is going to be huge, huge for many. Yeah. As long as it's not priced ridiculously out of you know the stratosphere.
0: $80,000.
1: <laughs> so I got a question for you guys. Do you think uh, Clemens Sales could take away uh, four-door sales? yes. I think they could, but not so much. I think the
0: four-door is the car that people get because the hatch isn't big enough, because yeah. they, they, want, they, want the, they want the hard top, but they need to have, be able to carry children, or they need to be able to carry people, whatever they have to like the, the official driver for lunch at the office. Who knows? They need yeah. a four-door mini and they need and they want the hard top.
3: I think they want. A lot of people are just going to look at it that it's a four door and then not go past that. Going well, does it have enough room past that, or you know, or does it have what I need in terms of anything else? They'd be like, look, it has four doors. That's what, that's what I need.
2: Well, it's inexpensive. It's not that much more expensive than uh, right. than the regular hardtop. But I think the Clubman is going to be um, quite the a bit more
0: expensive be for the people who need to carry people and they need to be able to carry more stuff, or like somebody like Todd who wants to use it for like a work truck type of a thing, you know.
2: I also think it's more stylish. From what, I, from what we saw of that concept, it is way more stylish than the five-door. Totally. Or the
0: four-door or whatever the hell the caller is this week. Yeah, totally. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, exactly that. Yes, exactly that. Anyway, so that's that. Moving on. Where are we now, Alex? F57 convertible, we already talked about that.
1: Yeah. And- yep.
0: Yep. Becoming more upscale, we already talked about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what what I wanted to bring your attention to is the uh I, I know it's a bit outside of the subject, but the uh the picture that Gabe used for the post. And and that the, the that design of the four door looks really nice to me. Uh like the way the creases right above the tail lights. You mean post? Yes. Yes. I don't know if you guys can see it now that's the four door that's not the clubman, of course, and I think that yeah that's the four door yeah, and so I like the way the <laughs> creases on the uh, looks like the countryman no it's a f- it's the four door but because it's got yeah. hips, yes exactly yeah, and I like and I like what it's what it looks like as as opposed to what we actually got in yeah it our doesn't life. look it doesn't look that good in person, <laughs> no, it doesn't because th- this version looks better because you see the crease above the taillights mm-hmm. like give a sense of uh like the the actual like it's like the length the extra length of the car makes sense, while when you look at the F fifty five in real life, it looks like they cut the car in, you know, uh you know, in three parts, they added a little bit of room, and then they put it back all together, right? And yeah, it doesn't and look proportional. Like, yeah. This looks like probably probably, you know, proportioned uh door or hard top, in my opinion. Well. So sad they didn't design it this way.
2: Hmm. I think okay. it's selling pretty pretty well. I think, so a, I
0: think that looks like a, a Countryman with 22-inch wheels.
1: Yeah, it does look like it's got ridiculous
0: wheels, doesn't it? There's no well, gap. It, it's an artist rendering. Right, right, right. Generated. But they always do that because you know why they do that? Because they don't want that stupid gap. Yeah. Right? They want to reduce. They, Coming car, from you know, the man who won't put 18-inch wheels on his Mini. I'm not going to put 18-inch <laughs> wheels on <in> my car. <laughs> 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 the before I, are you buying, who's going to buy me 18-inch tires? Crickets. Hmm? Nobody. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> so price, 17-inch, we talked about this. Price between a 17-inch tire and an 18-inch tire, it's exponential. You go from a 16 to a 17, it's like an extra $20. Yeah, it's pretty steep. You go an 18, it's like $50 or 17, 50 or $75 more. It's ridiculous for less rubber. No, screw that. Yep. It's just dumb. Yeah. All right.
1: You if get, we want to talk ride. about tires, just Hello? send an email to dot at comes.
2: <laughs> I started it. I'm sorry. Good grief. <laughs> uh, nice.
0: Holy, Toledo. Finally, uh, well, not really finally. We also have Mini USA sales are up 59% March 2015. Holy cow. Exciting, but that's only because uh, they had cars to sell yet again.
2: Well, oh, wait. Yeah, right.
1: Right. Um... Yes, so... so uh, yeah. So, no, no, because I, I actually wanted to, to if you come look, back on something. Right
0: Mini hardtop two-door sales are up to 209.5%. <laughs> they sold 687 cars in March 2014 because they didn't really have any cars to sell. And right. then this year, they were able to sell cars, so they sold 2,126.
2: What were you going back to say, Alex?
1: <clears throat> no, I, I was uh, sorry to get you off DB. Um... So the, in that in that upscale post, like there was an interesting debate beside all the explanation that Gabe gave about why Mini is moving upscale. Uh, what do you think, guys? When when people are saying like, if you move upscale and the car is becoming more luxurious, like it goes against being you know sporty and being a car for enthusiasts. Like, what is your opinion on this?
2: I'm getting older and I've got more money than I did 12 years ago when I bought my first Mini. I'm all for it becoming more luxurious and more comfortable, yet I still want the sporting feel. And I think it's they're retaining that at the core of What's the Mini. But the difference between driving my GP every day and driving the F56 is two different planets. Right. Yeah. Now, take that for what it is. Take that for yeah. what it is. Like, you can complain about it and go, oh, this is terrible. I think it's a good thing. Um Go buy yourself a twelve year old mini and or you know a nine year old mini or something like that, if you want that feel if you want to be rattled to death it's not bad d b you know you just went from gen one I went, to gen from, two
0: went from a two thousand three car to a two thousand eight car, and the uh, the overall quality of the cars is leaps and bounds better, and the level of comfort is probably way better right yeah yeah, but comfort comes at a at a price, so comfort comes at a price of performance yeah you don't get it's not as visceral are, are comfortable. But it's not as performance-oriented as my other car was.
2: Now, now D.B., what I challenge, and you got to drive the Cooper a little bit, the new three-cylinder Cooper on Mini takes the States, right right? Yes. Um, now, that, I think, is a shot, a kick in the pants for, okay, this is fun for the Cooper. I think it's been the greatest advancement, mm-hmm. and I think anybody that complains about it should go drive a three-cylinder Cooper, mm-hmm. a manual transmission, now and you're gonna you're gonna find that fun back that we all had in 2002 and 2003 when we first drove the Mini, because yep. every time I get in that car, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of
0: fun. Right, that extra 40 horsepower that car gets, or yeah. 40, 20. It's 116 now or 140 now? I don't remember. It's like 132, the Cooper is. Yeah, I whatever. I mean, that extra boost in horsepower is amazingly awesome for that car. It's what the car needs.
2: And the torque, it's just ridiculous. Like, you pull off the line, it feels like an S. It feels like my 2003 Cooper S.
0: Well, yeah, cool. the power to weight's almost exactly the so same. So
2: I think when everybody, whenever somebody has this argument, I would challenge them, go drive a new Cooper. Go drive a 2015 Cooper. Do a manual or automatic. It doesn't matter. It's going to have the same power and torque. But, um, and then tell me what you think you think if refinement and advancement and comfort is a bad thing, and I say no, that's my vote
0: okay i'm t- i'm trying I still see a lot of people that hate on the f 56 in general, I'm just kind of over it oh, there's some,
2: yeah I mean oh yeah, yeah. design qualities and and think, little little things like today we tried to put they they redesigned halfway through what this car's been out a year now, and they yeah. just redesigned the front license plate bracket how it it clips on right. and it was a design in frustration it was a uh, you know uh, it was a, a what should I want to say um, an exercise in frustration it was pissing three different people off who are mechanically inclined could not get this thing to go on and we were all cursing and it was awful and we're like why did they change this it was fine before it's absolutely horrible now so little things like this that it seems like they're changing for the sake of just
1: well let's make it different no there are things that work don't <laughs> mess with them Yep. Yeah. yeah, but I I agree on what you said because we we heard a couple of people you know uh, at the Philly meet, uh, they were very very you know attached obviously to the R50 and the R53 and said you know I'll never change like I'll always keep this one forever plus the new one looks like crap so. I don't want to be. And he's, yeah, he's quoting. Always. Yeah, I'm <laughs> quoting. Yeah. So, but I don't want to be the one that always hates everything <laughs> because it sounds like I am on this show, anyways. Um, <laughs> but I, I still, well, except for the Cooper, but overall, it is not the 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 hatch is not a nice looking car. Uh, the S or the regular one. the The Clement is different because the Clement is very. I think that that the car looks amazing. But the, the auto is does not look great. That's after like, you know, a year and a half looking at it. Agreed. It doesn't look great. And yeah. and yeah. yeah.
3: Auto manufacturers have to realize a few things. It's like you could have the best handling, best, you know, riding, comfort car, all these interesting features. But if the outside looks like crap, no one can buy it. And they they're kind of locked in a place of where they have what they have to do as far as like pedestrian crash test standards and stuff like that in the front but you still can style it right but how do you do that with the mini and you know give it that bulldog stance I, they're still working that stuff out so you know i'm I'm hoping that the refresh here in a few years really like be like yeah that's the way it should have looked like four years ago or whatever so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, agreed. And my, whenever we talk about this amongst
2: uh, mini folk, which we are here, um, I ask the question, what car on the market today would you buy instead of a mini? And we've had this conversation over, but I think it's good to revisit every once in a while when we start complaining about things like mini's getting mm-hmm. bigger, it's getting too soft, it's too comfortable, it doesn't feel like a mini anymore, it's ugly, that front bumper should just go in the harbor. Um what all of those things my kind of point now is like and it's not an excuse i'm not making excuses for many but i'd still say for me there is not much on the market today that i would go that's a better looking car for the money and the value and
1: i'll buy it instead um I i, I totally agree with you todd and uh and and because we you and i are kind of the same situation like on the on the hunt you know for a new vehicle very very soon yeah uh, one week I like it one week I one week I hate it mm-hmm. and the week where I actually need to to change car it's gonna be the week where I like it right yeah <laughs> and yeah. then the next week I will be like I can't look at this bumper I'm gonna park I'm gonna always get into my car from the back so I don't look at this bumper <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah I mean and, and especially you know designers are always saying you know form and function have to go together like I, I agree with this but there is way more More better. There is so many better ways to have the uh, the function of the um, air duct. You know, follow the form of the car, and and this is not what they've done with this one. And and proof is is that the Cooper looks so much better. And you could have put those air duct. You know, on the side of the bumper, and it would have been really really nice, like you have on M cars right now, and uh, and, or on the Clement concept. But uh, for whatever reason, they decided to do the bumper this way. Yep. Anyways. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So, D.B., you were saying about the crazy sales of the hardtop, 200%. Uh,
0: yeah, 209% sales up on the hardtop. Yep, that's a lot. Uh, and sales was down on everything else. Um, so if we continue on, uh, sales on the coupe dropping continuously, as we already mentioned. Same with the Roadster. Well, it's dead Country now completely. Were,
2: what was that? They're dead now completely, the coupe and the Roadster. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, countryman sales were down 17%. Uh, and I think that might also be because the lack of cars that were available last March. Paceman um, sales, down. Shocking. And uh, the mini brand, in general, sales are up. Fifteen and a half. So, pretty impressive. And I so, think... Other so, uh, people, yeah. selling 1,500 cars in a month, that's not bad. No, that's pretty good. I think and, um, oh, other
2: 1500, people...
0: 1,500 four-doors, too. Sorry about that. Sorry, Todd.
2: Yeah, no, I think... other Speaking of... I think the one of the most telling things here is the countrymen. Uh, sales are down 17%. Because there were plenty of countrymen last year, and there's plenty this year. Right. So, you start... Asking the question, okay, the hardtop is back. It's the most popular mini, hands down. It's a, it's outselling the Countryman, but I think other people in the automotive journalist world are saying the Countryman is now old. We've seen it, you know. There's it's desperate in need of updating.
0: Sure, uh, I would agree with that, but they still sold fifteen hundred of them. Yes, yeah, that's that's decent. But that's still fifteen hundred people that said, "Yeah, I like this car. Let's get this one." Yeah, and they, think that so. over, and they picked that over the hardtop. So I mean, if fifteen hundred people bought the hardtop and fifteen hundred people bought the Countryman, how many people would have bought the Countryman if the hardtop one had been available? If you think about that, yeah, I
2: agree f- with you. Would you be? Yeah, that's about what fifteen between fifteen and twenty per dealer in the U.S. in a month. Because <clears throat> there's there's uh, what about 150? six one hundred twenty six dealers. So yeah, my my mm-hmm. math should work there.
0: I think the hardtop four door sales probably would have went seventy five twenty five. 75 percent to the countrymen, 25 percent back to the hard hardtop. Hmm. That's just my. So, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm no mathematician. <laughs> that's our man, Alex. Yeah.
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there yeah, is but- something for the paceman, right? Like I heard, like on the Walking Dead, they are kind of running out of zombies. So I think they could use the paceman for that role. <laughs> they're looking for zombies. Oh, <laughs> <thank> <laughs> so Alex, with the <laughs> funny tonight. <laughs> I, I had to use this line because Gabe wouldn't want me to put it on the on the post. So I, I kept it for World Roof Radio. Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
0: Thanks for that. Wow. Moving on. So this is one thing that we talked about over and over and over again for the last 10 years. Is We always say that one of the best mods that you can make to your mini is to tighten up that nut behind the wheel, right? Get out. Take your car out for like a track day, right? That's a lot of fun. Well, now there's a saying, SECA track nights exactly for you. and There's all the information about it over at motoringfile.com. This, this looks really cool.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially it's, for, the, it's for the cost of it, too. I mean... Uh... 150,
0: 150 bucks for to get some time on the track, which is about the average price. Inexpensive is not quite. It's about the average price for a single day. You get three 20-minute sessions um, with access to instructors, which is awesome. And if you just want to go and just hang out and watch, you don't have to pay anything. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So, but what, what tracks is this happening as is what I want to know. Hmm. I'm going to have to get into this. I'm gonna actually make a post over at Wireframe. Y- it's so actually,
1: get- yeah, you're right, GB. It's actually happening uh, in 20, I don't know, I don't have the list of the tracks, but it's happening across 20 facilities in the US. So not at the same time. I think like they are uh, going or uh, like doing some kind of tour. Right. Uh, but I know it's twenty facilities. I don't know which one. I haven't had a chance to look at the website. But for the for the for the money, it's like really good. I think it's really good value. I I I don't know about you guys because I don't have experience, you know, tracking cards. Oh, but great! Great for a track day. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I know. I've done multiple uh multiple track days with training. Uh, mm. with people before and I learned so much I mean you think you know a lot about driving everybody thinks they know how to drive until you drive with a professional driver on a course and you yeah. learn things from that and in your, car, in your car
0: yeah, I think we've talked about that before too one of the most humbling driving experiences I've ever had in my entire life was taking Roxy out on a track without an instructor mm-hmm. holy crap
2: you thought, thought you knew what you were doing I You're thought like, I knew what I
0: was doing I get out there and I'm just like what yeah. It's like the <laughs> worst experience of my entire life. I'm going to go bury my head in the sand, and I'm going to go home. Uh-huh. And I wanted to cry. That I was, was awful. I went off track my first time, man. I went right through and those corners. Then you go with an instructor, and you go, oh, my God. Okay, oh. this is now oh. my new favoriteest thing on the planet yep. to do with my clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We go so, anyway. If you, if you get the chance, if you get the chance, really, I, I cannot recommend highly enough taking your car out for a, uh, an actual track day with instructors. It's no more wear and tear on your tires and car and your wheels and your brakes and all of that stuff. Uh, it, and that's everybody's. All, oh, what well, it's going to put extra wear and tear on my tires? Yeah, it's, it's worth it. Worth it's it. worth it's it. Shut totally up. It's totally worth it. Is worth it. what I say. <laughs> yeah. Totally worth it. It's it's
3: yep. an hour the skill is that you will learn is immense right
0: it really it really is it's huge you guys have no idea the things that you learn even just sitting in the track down in the classroom time that you're probably going to have to do before you go out on the course that whatever amount of track of classroom time that you get is so valuable. It's not even funny.
2: Well, and it's not just and, and those of us who've done track let me just speak of having done track days, it's not just information you're learning for how to drive on the track. You're gonna translate this to everyday driving in with the idiots on the road and how your car handles, knowing what your car can do, you learn things on the track that you don't learn on the street. So right. because you know, you're pushing the car to limits way beyond what you do on a normal left hand turn into a school zone.
0: Yeah. So, so, and and you have so, to do all of this without having a phone in your face or in your ear. Right. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, the struggle is real, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's, it's worth so,
1: it. So, so you guys who did uh, who did uh, those strike days, like, what is like, if you had to, uh, you know, uh, have three things that came out of those strike days, like, what would it be? Like, the three most important things, that maybe that you learned. Like, what would they be? Uh, for me,
2: number one is. I never knew how to use the brakes in my car before I uh, was on the track. Brakes, I think, are one of the most important things. How to apply the brakes, when to apply the brakes, and how much to apply the brakes. You learn that, you'll become a
0: much better driver. For me, it was um, not looking where you're driving, but looking where you're going. So looking ahead to the next turn or the turn after that. Look beyond. Mm-hmm. Ahead, beyond of where you – beyond driving beyond where you currently are, driving up to the next corner, driving up to the corner after that or the straight after that. That has been the most valuable piece of uh, of knowledge I've gained from doing track days. Excellent. Yeah. Because it's super I, helpful even in traffic. You're driving in traffic, stop and go traffic, and you're not looking at the car in front of you, droning on on taillights you know you're looking a quarter mile up to see what those good knuckle breathers are doing yeah you well,
2: you're looking two cars up to see that when that guy puts on his brakes eventually it's going to roll its way back here i've I got break. more reaction time now mm-hmm. yep hmm. same
3: yeah. thing exactly.
1: what, chad? Chad? what about you chad uh
3: i was i was thinking is i always learn like uh what somebody was going to do in front of you you could see the we'll call it the body movements of mm-hmm. them in their car in a lane, yeah, they don't have their turn signal on, but I just saw how they kind of swerved and moved, and all of a sudden they're going to change into the left lane. Yeah, and a- you you could plan on what that car in front of you was doing based on how they were driving mm-hmm. before you even knew that they knew they were moving over.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: yeah. And that becomes second nature. You do, it long, you do it enough, you pay attention
2: enough, and you go to enough of these track days. Uh, things like that become second nature on the street, and you become a better driver. Exactly. Yep.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Yep. yep. Saying. Even heck, go rent a car. Why not? That's what rentals are for anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the
2: insurance, because I'm going to beat the shit out of this
0: car. <laughs> go, go, rent, go rent a Mustang and, and really humble yourself because you'll be just, you'll be off track more than you're, than you're not.
2: It is yep. really, really, really easy to spin a Mustang. Oh, yeah. That much yeah. power in a rear-wheel drive car, it's yeah. so much fun to drift. <laughs> yeah, it really
0: is. Anyway, go learn how to drive your Mini. Go do one of these SCA, SCCA track events or anything else that's local. If this SCCA um, track events, if these aren't happening near your house, Uh, join up with the local club and see if there's a track day planned, see if somebody else knows that there's a track day planned here in Arizona there's a track day almost every weekend when the month doesn't um, contain uh, the letter Y so that's really nice except for July, no July no, there's no track days in July like, because it's like a hundred bazillion degrees in Arizona. <laughs> they do like early a six to a six a.m. to ten, but there's a there's a track event almost every weekend in Arizona. Yeah. So I mean, wherever you are, there's a track event going on this weekend coming up, you should find out about it and you should go. It's awesome. Yeah.
3: Motorsports uh, registrations or something along that lines is usually going to be the place that you go to register for all that type of stuff. So if you go there and search, it will tell you all the local tracks in your area.
0: Oh, look at Sweet. that. Sweet. Look at that. Motorsportsreg.com. Yep. Dope. Way to go, that's Chad. A- Chad, that's awesome. I'm linking that in the show notes.
3: Motorsportsreg.com.
0: And this will let you find track events near you. Oh, my
3: God. My new and You can do anything from BMW CCAs to SCCAs to... I know a local one is called Three Balls Racing, and it's just some guys. They go out and three balls racing. Wow! Yeah, right. It's it's a lot of balls. It's because you you got got you got Lance
2: Armstrong riding shotgun with you. Yeah,
3: so (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: a good show title, Alex.
3: (laughs) They just uh, they rent the track and they allow you to go out there. There's no instructors. They this is usually for the people that kind of know what they're doing, but it's affordable. It's a track weekend. And they allow you to get out there and have some fun versus something like the SCCA or the uh, BMW CCA that, like, gives you an instructor. Those are very valuable, and those are the ones we would recommend doing first over your general track days. It's like, okay, you kind of know what you need to do. Now just go out and have some fun in practice and and not getting tickets.
0: Yeah. There you go. Hmm. Nice. Do it. Yeah, I'm Dude, looking wait. out there. What's coming up in
3: Arizona next?
0: Well, just go check out this new money favorite website, which is motorsportsreg.com. Link will be in the show notes.
3: Maybe a new sponsor after this weekend.
0: Who? maybe. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, i have to call those guys. Uh, and then April Fool's was this week. And honestly, I just can't be bothered. You know what I was really excited about for April Fool's? A new Strong Bad email.
2: <laughs> so, I'm DB, you third. didn't care. Oh, come on. You got to love the Chrome Mini.
0: The Chrome Mini... No, you don't. I mean, this is nothing new. They could. I mean, it's better than the mini boat, I suppose. The chrome mini was clever, but Jag had a chrome Jag out. They used to roll it out to the L, on the auto show circuit every year. I made a chrome mini. Come on, it was gold chrome, but it was still it's gold chrome. chrome. That was dope. But you made it for reals. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. Real. This is like you know Photoshop.
2: Yeah, it was one of those where seriously. Oh no, check the calendar.
0: Yeah, somebody woke up. So, oh man, it's April first. We didn't do anything. Well, and you can yeah.
2: tell it's not real because there's no reflections in the car. Right. Oh, Alex. Alex. Alex.
1: reject. No. no, no oh, sorry. It me. It's been an hour. It has. Mike, sorry. I thought you guys wanted me to say something about this, but I'm not going to because he thought it was retarded. <laughs> yeah, because you, you saw the title that I wrote on the show notes, right? Yes. Yeah, Internet Jackass Day.
0: Um, see, I mean, you guys need to actually read Alex's rundown here, and he calls uh, April Fool's Day Internet Jackass
3: Day.
2: I know. Luckily, I was working. I was I was working wrapping a, a a mini of my own, so.
3: Nice. I had uh, quite a few uh, people uh, post on their Facebook, I bought a GP today
2: whatever shut up <laughs> no nope, no one
3: did no one did but they all said they did yeah except I, maybe I, this one guy <laughs> who maybe still is I've yeah I've done that before
0: I did a post I did I used to play along and say hey everybody look at my new car I just bought and, you know and it'd be like a Hyundai Elantra or something right yeah <laughs> Something a hot, a, a
2: hot car. I did not see the, a really good one uh, this year. I did There not weren't see any it. good ones.
0: No. No, I mean, Microsoft will usually come up with something clever, or Google will come up with something clever, although... Yeah, Google yeah, was, was pretty cool. Was retro. And on the maps, that yeah, was kind of cool. That was pretty
1: cool. Uh, it's pretty cool, yeah. But that
0: actually came out like two or three days before. No, April, it was, was like it. a day before. It was like on the
2: 31st. Okay, so I did see it before April It 1, was
0: like a day before, and it wasn't really so much in April full stream, but it was still kind of cool. It was very
2: cool. But what I Google did was like they reversed the the Google homepage like it was in, it was backwards everything was on the right was
0: Woot did that where it, it was backwards no not Woot uh, Meh dot com which is another was buy it one thing right only sites and the whole site was backwards and upside down you needed like a a mirror standing on your head to read it yeah really weird so anyway know.
2: that was Mini USA's or uh, you know Minis probably Mini corporate worldwide yeah today.
0: the Chrome Mini Ta-da. yeah yeah the news file dot com. You know, I had one other thing, and you guys know I've been riding bikes. Oh, you know, we should talk about another sponsor before I talk about my bike. Okay. This is just out of nowhere because I just, I just something I realized and something I haven't shared with anybody, but I thought it was cool. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com, uh, that's where they have the really cool stuff. they got the Koala Intake Spacer. They've got the F56 Intake, which is amazing. The Platypus license plate mount for you if you're stuck in a state where you have to have a front license plate. Uh, the Engage system, the dipstick that you can read and doesn't break. I saw on the internet uh, just last week, and, he, and I forgot where, but someone said, my, my dipstick broke. And the f- first response was, go get a new one from CravenSpeed done. And they're all, oh, I get to pay $80. I get one from the dealer under warranty. So yeah, you get the one from the dealer under warranty, but it's just going to break and you can't read it. Main dipstick from CravenSpeed is the one you can read and doesn't break. They also have the stubby antenna that you want. If you have an R53, they have the pulley that you're going to want when it comes time for you to mod that car that only has 30,000 miles, garage queen, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, get it taken care of, CravenSpeed.com. Go over there and order some stuff, please. That would be super nice. And when you do place an order, make sure you leave a comment there. Say, hey, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. And, of course, our friends over at CravenSpeed.com, home of the electric mini, and somebody asked Kellen if he's coming to Amviv.
2: I believe so because on the uh, Facebook Amviv page of uh, the people who said they were going, he's on the list. Oh yes,
0: awesome! <laughs> uh, that just made my night right there, man. Kellen Kellen's gonna be at Amviv. That's on now. It's on. That's just it.
2: I'm doing recon next week for Amviv. Todd's doing recon. <laughs> <next> <laughs> going to the Silverton next
0: week. I am. Nice, nice. Um, so anyway, I bought a bicycle. Did I tell you guys I bought a bicycle. Yes. It's, so I've tried, uh white? No, no, that's that's my that's my old bicycle. So I've been a bicycle riding fool so now. So you've actually bought two bikes. So I've I've purchased two bikes. my bicycle stable now includes three bicycles.
3: Did the first one break?
0: Uh no first one is still completely operational. So uh I've got I started riding bicycles <laughs> Did, the, second, the second one break. <laughs> no. No, none of my bicycles are broken. So a year ago, I started. I, started, I, started, I started riding bicycles. I've been riding bicycles, and over the course of the last year, I've lost like 75 pounds. It's ridiculous. Boom! Because, yeah, work. Yeah. Pretty, yeah.
3: Show title. I lost 75 pounds.
0: <laughs> I lost 75 pounds. Anyway, that's not what this is about. So I had a I had a fixed gear single speed bicycle that I bought cheap Chinese bicycle I bought off Amazon, 200 bucks, and it worked just fine. I put a thousand miles on the bike. It
3: was great. It still works. It comes great. with that's a something. mustache.
0: It, no, that one didn't come with a mustache. It came with uh, BMX-style handlebars, so no mustache. Nice. So then uh, I decided I needed to get be able to ride longer bike rides. So I go to my local bike shop and I walk in and I go, oh, this bike looks good. It had nice, big, fat, bigger, fatter tires on it. So uh, instead of the little skinny road tires that don't have any tread, this one I could ride like on the dirt and stuff and a little bit more stable. And so I picked it up and it was it was a spendy bike. It was like 600 bucks. That's not really important, but it has gears and all the things. And it's nice and it's comfortable and I put almost 200 miles on it and it's a great bike. And I start doing some research. It's a, the bike is made by a company named Charge. From, C-H-A-R-G-E, from England, right? C-H-A-R-G-E. And they're over at Charge... Bikes.com. What's really funny though is they could also be at chargebikes.co.uk. This bicycle, and I didn't even know this before I bought it, is a product of England. It's a British bike, yeah. It's a British bike. So now all like I could actually strap it to my car and I'm just like completely British. And I just thought of that, and I thought that was cool. It's got a little GB sticker on it the whole bit, and I go, "Why is there a GB sticker on my bicycle?" Because
2: it's an English bike.
0: Because it's an English bike. I had no idea, so I was kind of excited about that, that. Was it was the big one when we were growing up? Raleigh bikes. That was a yeah. Like, Raleigh was one. Yeah. This is Charge. I've never heard of these guys before, but they it's, cool. it's a it's a really nice bike. They make a nice bike. So I'm not like pimping them or anything, but if you're looking for a bicycle and you so, have a, you want to keep it, you know, keep it British, <laughs> Charge is the way to go. Keep it British.
1: I don't want to talk about tires again, but so you don't have a problem riding like 40 inches wheels on your bike, but you you don't want to get like 10 inches uh, tires <laughs> no. for your mini? <laughs> I'm kidding. Jeez. They're 26
0: inch wheels. Actually, they're 700 millimeter wheels that are on my bicycle. Busting your balls. With Seriously though, like, what do you
1: recommend like for someone starting like wanting to get into biking more? like What kind of? I would yeah.
0: recommend getting something. Uh, I'm a fan of the 700 millimeter wheel, but a 26 inch wheel is fine too. Uh, but if you ever ran a bicycle for a long time, I would not get like the fixed gear single speed bike with those super skinny tires. If you can get one with the equivalent of a 1.75 width tire, which is 35 millimeter, uh, you'll find that the bike's more stable and be a little bit more comfortable to ride. And then you could progress into something with skinnier tires. Because um, so bike bikes take a little bit to get used to because it, it's hard right. to keep your balance.
1: And so what kind of budget are you uh, are we looking at if if you count the bike plus some of the must have accessories, like what would you recommend people getting? Uh
0: you're you can you can get a single speed bicycle to get started for two hundred dollars. You really can. Just go to your local bike shop. You can even start with a beach cruiser for, mm. you know, hundred and eighty, two hundred bucks. Um, and you're gonna need a helmet and you probably wanna get some gloves. Helmet's gonna cost you about thirty bucks to get started. Gloves are gonna cost you another ten. So, you know, I mean if you want to start riding bicycles, you can start riding bicycles for less than two hundred fifty bucks. All, all in. right, done. That's perfect. And if you're in Phoenix, you come ride right with me on Saturdays. We do a thing. There boom, boom. Anyway, I I thought that it was cool that I have a British bicycle. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I strap it to my car, and it's like I'm all British. Except did you get, did you get a real
2: rack is- bike rack, or are you still rocking that Amazon thing?
0: Nah, I'm still rocking the Amazon crappy thing. I'm to J- I am talking have a, an appointment with Jerry on Tuesday to get oil change and have him just check over Bruce, and I'm going to ask him about that.
2: We just need to get uh, uh, Russell Roth to sponsor the show, and uh, he will send you one of his mini Finney bike
0: racks. Mm. Maybe, but I wouldn't mind having... Um, I, actually, the rack that I want is the one that bolts to the car. I want the mini rack. Yeah. That's the one that I want. Yeah, The Mini Finny one's nice. I don't want to have to... I, 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 I wouldn't mind having racks on my car all the time as opposed to the whole take it on and put it hey. off thing, which is what I have to do now.
2: <laughs> and speaking of bike racks, this reminds me because I've been wanting to say this on the show. Um, roof racks for the car, right? Remember the R56 roof rack, Chad? You know that attaches... It can attach to any, any R56 hardtop. Right, that's the one that I want. The, goes in the rain getters, right? Well, the F56, not so much. The only way you can put a rack on the top of an F56 Mini is if you buy the car originally with the roof rails. The ones oh. That is an option. They have rails, and they're just like they are on the Countryman. Um, they're kind of like low profile. They're attached to the roof itself, but that is what the new Mini roof rack attaches to. And so, if you buy a hardtop, thinking, "Oh, someday I'm gonna I'm gonna get a rack so I can put a kayak up there, or some bicycles, or skis, or whatever," forget it. You're out of luck unless you've got those rails. Really, right. that kind of uh, yeah, is kind that, of annoying.
3: Yeah, that's not not only annoying; that's really kind of a bad business decision. Yeah, overall, it's, it's basically that,
2: the business decision they're going. Our our customers do not are are not outdoors people,
3: and, or really? if they are,
2: they're gonna buy a Countryman
3: because. Mm. Because that's not what I've gotten from Mini from day one. I know. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, it's a slap I mean, in the face it, is what it is. What bike rack well, is it for the F56? Why, why did they decide to bring all the BMW people into the <laughs> Mini lineup and vice versa? <laughs> I, I mean, all the BMWs now have roof rails that, that, that fit all their roof racks. Right. Uh it that just really the bad bad business, bad decision. That just
2: really. leads me to believe that the LCI, all of the minis are gonna have roof rails on them now. Which then yeah. just makes my my job even harder and more expensive for people. Yeah. No, please well, don't do that, Mini. Which, I know.
3: which is which is kind of what they want to do anyways. Anyway. I mean, to make my life harder? Want, yes. Makes, they make, don't want <laughs> you, they don't want me, they don't want you know, all of this type of thing. You know, happening, they want their cars to be the way they are. That's it.
2: Which Nothing is more. weird, because when we interviewed Gert Hildebrand years ago, the chief of Mini Design, uh, back in, DB, when was that, 2007? Was it was Mini United. Mini United in 2007. Yep. I asked him the question. I said, okay, as a designer of this car, what are your thoughts on, you know, how people modify them? You know, like, Chad's doing crazy stuff to them, and people are putting springs on them and dropping them and putting graphics all over them and changing them from what you originally designed. And you know what his response to me was? It was uh, to the effect of, okay, uh, if you give a child a toy, okay, as a gift, and, you know, there's two things that can happen, is they can play with that toy, and then they get bored with it, and they put it away, or they figure out a way to change the toy and alter the toy, and they continue to play with it, that's what you want. And he thought it was genius that people modified the cars, you know, and did uh, all kinds of crazy stuff to it. Right. And that was from the the, the chief of mini design and, and I really respected that opinion and I kind of agree with it. And Chad, if if what you say, if you think that's the way it is, I think that's sad that if the, if they're moving that way, because I really think they make the need to make this car more modifiable. But you are correct, they are making the car even less modifiable. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, springs and putting a rear sway bar in it maybe. And yeah,
3: uh, it really is becoming less and less about the owner and what they can actually do to the car. It's here's our car. You like it the way it is.
2: And we're going to give you a is, bunch of garbage uh, accessories to put on it that don't really yeah. look or work that great or fit that great or, uh, yeah, which, which
3: is sad. And, and I don't know, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, back in the day it was all about the owner and uh, how they wanted to specialize their car. And, and even, you know, the federal government has kind of slapped, you know, their hand and said, Hey, you know, this is their car they can do kind of do what they want and you know the magnuson act is is here if you know, you can't deny them these well
2: we had the art yeah that was an article i think we missed a couple of weeks ago on motory
3: file yeah. was yeah. about how um even though there wasn't any complaints and any real formal stuff it still kind of was like, a, hey, we're watching you. Don't one of this.
2: the ca- one of the cases was specifically about a BMW Mini dealer that denied warranty service because somebody had modified their car, yet mm-hmm. the dealer did not prove that the modifications affected the warranty, and, you know, what, the government came back and were like, nope. Yep. Hmm. yep.
0: Hmm. So will laugh because um, I talk about a bicycle. Yeah. Hey, it was a it was a segue, man. Good job.
1: Good segue. Good segue.
0: But I still want the I still would like to have the the actual R56 refract one where you got to drill holes in the roof. If I put a, you don't have to drill holes in the roof, DB. Yeah, they you, they you just don't. clip
2: on. They clip on. You just cut a little way of the rain gutter. You cut a little chunk out of four places in the rain gutter, and it'll fit right under your car. There's no holes to be drilled. Oh,
0: so not like on the R,
1: on the R56 Correct. where you had to drill holes in the roof. Correct. The oh, R56 does no, not require holes. It'll
3: plug right in. Yep. No problem. Oh, excellent.
1: Yeah, and that's what's be- what's better actually to have like a roof rack or to put it on the back uh, of the car?
0: Uh, I think that's more of personal preference. Uh, roof rack is, I think, is going to be more stable, and there's that whole not going to block your field of vision out the rear mirror. Yeah, you
3: mm-hmm. know? yeah.
0: So, and if you got the bikes on top, then you, you're just cruising down the road, and the bikes are on top. But okay. it also
3: depends on whether or not you can reach up there and et cetera,
0: et cetera. <laughs> XR, if you can lift them up and get them on the roof, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, it really is nice and convenient on the back of the car because it does make loading and unloading very, very easy. But you do have a lot more uh, blind spots and uh, not being able to kind of see around the car. Well, if it's view. on
2: the back of the car, then you've got to move the rack to open the boot if there's anything yep. in the back. There's, it's a little yep. bit of a pain to put on the back of the car. It does yep. work, and a lot of people do it. But like DB said, I think it's just a personal preference.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got the, the cheap $30 Amazon roof rack on the back of my car and I just hang it on a I've got a spot in my garage I just take it off my car and I hang it on this thing in my garage so when I go to use it I just unhang it Just, it just I get on my car in about 30 seconds Yeah, um, yeah, and, and the, as
3: long as you're not uh, damaging the car in any ways because we've seen people come in and they've got gigantic dents and scratches and stuff from their bike racks you know as long as it's not uh, damaging the car in any way yeah. hey you know what 30 bucks is 30 bucks and if the roof rack, <laughs> if the rack works Hey, you know what? Go with it. You know, that's and, fine.
0: And the nice thing with the roof rack, and, and actually they sell this, uh, the R56 roof rack over at uh, Detroit Tune, link in the show notes. The nice thing about the factory roof rack is it's not just for bicycles.
3: You yeah, can, you can do you a can, whole lot of different stuff you can, for you.
0: You can put a like a travel box up there like uh, the boys from that were traveling uh, during many takes Estates. the States. actually makes a box so you can mount to yep. the roof rack. You can put a piece of plywood up there and you just carry a Christmas tree, keep it off your roof. racks, you kayaks. Yeah. Kayaks.
3: Normally the roof rails just come with a uh it's got a like an extruded area that stuff mounts to and then it also comes with a uh rubber insert that goes on there. So you can strap anything down with your your basic ratchet straps. Uh, like a kayak or something like that.
2: How about a set of wheels for trek
3: day? Yeah, <laughs> but they, uh, you know, uh, several companies make baskets. Uh, Mini makes a bike rack that actually goes right into the roof rails mm-hmm. and locks in and, and locks uh, with some key locks. Um, you know, so there's lots of options as far as what you can actually put up there. Uh, snowboard racks, ski racks, uh, how much? All types of things.
0: I remember on the R53, the, the, the amount of weight that the, you could put up on the roof, it was ridiculous. It was like 600 pounds or something.
3: Now it's only like 200 pounds. Well, what is it on the... Um, I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head unless I actually have a picture on there. Uh, on the bottom of the rack, it tells you in yeah. kilos what that rack is actually uh, able to support. And I want to say it was 1,000 kilos, but it, I'm probably wrong.
0: Wow, that's still that's that's a that's a lot of kilos.
3: Yeah, uh, I don't know what that uh, goes into pounds on the end, but uh, well, I mean you would, could throw yeah, it's not a thousand kilos because that uh, looks like hundred yeah, that's 1, 200 200. pounds. I think it's about one hundred and
0: sixty five pounds. It's One hundred fifty six. Yeah, it's a hundred it kilos. Would, maybe it was a hundred kilos.
3: It's a yeah. hundred kilos. That's what that would be correct. That, that would be much more correct. Yeah, yep. yes. Um, uh, just off zero, you know. It's just uh, about, it's about 200 pounds. I've seen I've seen it like 90 times, but I couldn't remember exactly what it said.
2: Hey, 200 pounds is a lot, but yeah, if you're putting so, luggage up there, if you're traveling. But I mean, can you, you can imagine
0: having the ability to put 165 pounds worth of stuff on the roof of your car you don't have to have on the inside of your car? That's you, you huge. You think about it. Yeah, if you're going on vacation,
2: an average suitcase is about 45 pounds. You know, that's five
0: of those. I think Alex doesn't weigh much more than 165.
1: (laughs) Actually, I weigh like 157.
0: See, so you could actually strap an Alex.
2: All the women in the show are going (laughs) to kick you now when they see. Alex is very aerodynamic
3: though, so he could be up
0: there, be great. Exactly, I like it.
3: Uh, You know the. If Whenever you don't have to have a roof rack on, I mean, obviously, this will increase gas mileage, wind noise, uh, you know, the whole nine right, yards. Right. I've driven cars with and without just the roof racks. And I will always say, hands down, I will always prefer the non-roof rack. Because they get a little squirrely. Yeah, well, not, not the squirrely, but it, you definitely hear it up there. Yeah. It's just wind making noise. And mm-hmm. uh, as, as much as you want to make a car quiet, uh, you will always hear that type of stuff. Um, but other people like the looks. Some people think it looks manly or other people just like the look of the roof rack up there. Hey, you know what? Go for it. You will get a small hit in gas economy. You'll hear it up there type of thing. But anytime you can take it off and put it back on, you know, the hey, that's great. You know, do it.
0: Well, the so. nice thing it looks like, too, with the R56 rack is it looks like it's relatively easy to come to take on and put on, take yes. off and put on. Yes.
3: After you've done it five or six times. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes the sense. Fir- the first time, you're going to be like... There's going to be a lot of cursing. Never going to do this again. Right. There's going to be some cursing. Got a big hammer. I'm going to hit it really <laughs> hard. <laughs> yes. There, there will be lots of cursing, and you will totally not understand it. And then the second time, you're like, oh, okay. That's not that's not so bad. Okay. The third time, okay. is like, yeah, I got this. No problem. And the fourth time, you're just like, well, I didn't even... Well, I had that off in like two seconds. That's no yeah, problem. Okay, got it. So... It, it it's one of those things that they, they makes they make they actually over engineered this thing. I mean Mini did a really good job with it. I mean it goes into some, some really nice pieces on the roof rails and really locks it into place so that uh it is it is held in tight. Uh but the first time that you put it on there, because it is so tight, it's hard to get in. So yep. it works out awesome. well.
0: Well that worked out really well. I talked about bicycles and we learned about roof racks from Chad. That was, was awesome. Perfect.
3: Thanks, sir. Appreciate that. No problem.
0: And uh, I think with that, we're, we are about done with yes. this evening's program.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, although there is one more sponsor I need to remind you guys about. And that is our friends over at Motoring Stripes, MotoringStripes.com. Uh, our friends, that's Todd. He's MotoringStripes.com. So if you guys Shh. weren't able to go to Philly to have Todd stripe your car, if you aren't able to come to Amvif to have Todd put stripes on your car, you know what you could do is you go over to MotoringStripes.com and you can order Todd stripes to put on your car. It's either that or drive to Kansas City. Or drive to Kansas City. Like uh, we, People have done that. You could do that too. You can book an appointment. But you just go to motoringstripes.com. You get the, and you order the stripes direct right from Todd. He sends them out to you. There's a, a couple of really cool styles up there. There's uh, some uh, sunroof graphics. The Countryman bumper protection strip, which if you have a Countryman, you're going to want that. And there's going to be more designs coming soon. Go over there. Check it out. It's really cool stuff. Motoringstripes.com. I'm still waiting for the White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit to appear.
2: I, I like that. I need to get a good picture of it. Send me a good picture
0: of your Let radar. me see if I can find one for you. Yeah. Because that'll be up there too, I hope. Because I, be I think that would just be huge. You yeah. guys would love that. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Todd makes graphics to cover your sunroof. Well, he did one for me that was just all white for my sunroof on uh, my last car. So it looked like it had an all-white roof, and and it blocks out the light from the sunroof, which it really annoys me. So it worked out nice. So anyway, keep an eye for that. Did. Motoringstripes.com.
3: I love my uh, sunroof delete kit. Yeah, Chad's yeah, got the it's black
0: cool. one on the black roof, so it's very cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see? The, the the motoringstripes.com sunroof delete kit. And yeah. then Alex is shaking his head going, I got to see the sun, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think I hit finally hit the made the button. decision to yeah, yeah, give up a... on the sunroof. Really? I've given up. Uh, uh, yeah, I've given up. All right. Good for you. Good man. As you said. I I just need to hold on to that that bumper and not give up on the mini altogether. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There you go. Uh, So that
0: uh, that brings us to a close of our show. We are now officially complete with this evening's program. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good night. Anyway, thanks guys. We appreciate you. (laughs) The National (laughs) Anthem. That was depressing. Uh, you know, National <laughs> anthem and go to and then go right to static,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then wake totally up.
0: When you wake up, it'll be you know 1927. You'll be like, what just happened? Anyway, um, don't forget you can like us over at white Re- over at the White River Radio Facebook page. A lot of you follow us over there as well. We're also on the Instagram and the Twitter. If that's where you guys like to play, search for White Roof Radio, pretty much all the places, and you are going to find us. Uh, We are working on fixing – if you're having a hard time subscribing in iTunes, we're working on making sure you can find us when you actually search for White Roof Radio so that when you do that, it actually pops up. But in the meantime, if you're listening on one of the websites, if you open up iTunes, just search for Mini Cooper. You can't miss us we're right there, uh, and if you haven't done so in a while, if you never have otherwise, and you'd like to leave some uh, like a nice comment or a review on iTunes, that's always greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you very much we really we love you guys, really man. love you anyway, we're done. This is a part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say questions comments or concerns click back over to whiteroofradio.com there you can leave us a note in the show notes you can also email us feedback whiteroofradio.com but until next week this DB I'm done cheers see ya a bientot